0: You are now listening to The Kenites Part 1 taught by Pastor Randall Crawford Sr. Please visit our website to listen to more messages like this one and subscribe to our newsletter at BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Again, that is BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Enjoy the message and God bless you. welcome you all to Bethel House of Truth. Praise be to Yahweh and in the highest. Amen. Alright. So, let's get right into this. The Kenites. Satan's own. Part 1. It's a long message, so I had to break it up in two. I've been told. And I need to make sure that it's received properly. So we're breaking it up. Glory to God. Okay. Now, Kenites, do they exist? Yes, they do. Does Satan have a seed? Does he have a seed line? The word seed in the Hebrew or in the Greek basically means sperma. Sperm. So, with that being said, you understand that even though Satan's supernatural, just as the fallen angels, Produce children Singing out Also can produce children We're made in the image Of the angels And of God He can produce children Alright Just like we can So He did that And They live on earth today There's not a lot of Kenites But The word of God Speaks of them And God believes And I believe That it's important That you understand Who they are That you understand The line Of the Kenite That you understand All these things And that nothing is a myth to you or a mystery to you Concerning the seed line that God wants to make aware to the world the world, Because that exposes him It exposes him Because Satan, his number one priority is to try to get the throne of God And you gotta understand That's his number one priority To try to get the throne of the living God And we will not let him have it like we didn't let him have it in the first earth age So In order To To be pleasing to Yahweh and Christ, you must know who Satan's children are. Christ had a problem with five churches out of seven. And only two pleased Yahweh and Jesus Christ. Because of what? Because they taught who the seed line is of Satan. This is very important. The other five churches did not teach what the seed line is of the devil. So this is extremely important that you get this. Satan's own children. Christ spoke of this in John and he also spoke of it in the book of Matthew and throughout the word of God. Satan has children. They're called Kenites. K-E-N-I-T-E-S. This happened when Satan tried to steal the seed line in the book of Genesis trying to get to the throne of Christ. It was important for Satan to have the seed line through which Jesus Christ would come through. Therefore he attacked Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. And we're going to talk about all of that. We're going to get into it. We're going to go into some depth here. So I have your scuba gear on. So let's get right into it. Genesis 3 verse 1. If you have it, say glory to God. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord Yahweh had made. Let's start this off because I want you to understand that. Who the serpent is. We're not speaking of a snake. We're not speaking of something, an animal, a lizard, a reptile. We're not speaking of that. We're speaking of the serpent. One of Satan's names is the serpent. Amen? And I need you to understand that. I really do. Hold your place here. I'm going to go to Revelations 12. I'm going to list some of his names for you here. Revelations 12. Verse 9. If you haven't, say glory to God. And the great dragon, one of his names, was cast out. That old serpent, called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. That's when he comes at the sixth trump. At the sixth trump, I want you to see. That's because God called him a serpent. He called him a serpent because a serpent slithers around. They hide under things. They're undetected. They're really silent killers. They really are. Just like Satan is a silent killer. He wants you to understand what we're dealing with here, the characteristics of Satan. Just like today, if we see someone and they're a snitch, we call them a rat. If we see someone and they're a snake and you can't trust them, you call them a what? A snake, which is a serpent. It's just a tag, it's a name, it's a tag. It's the office he plays. Let's read um, Genesis 3, 1 again. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord Yahweh God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. He's testing the woman. Now Adam's not here. Adam went off to get some food because he's talking to Eve all by her lonesome. Her husband's not here. What is he trying to insert inside of her? Self-gratification. Self-gratification. And I want you to see that as well. Now these two here, they don't know that they're naked. They don't understand they don't have clothes on. Now today, if you walked around naked today, you're gonna get a ticket. It's called indecent exposure. You're gonna get a ticket by any law enforcement officer. You can't do that. And plus you wouldn't do that because you're worried about how you look, amen? They're not worried about how they look At all They don't care They think this is normal They think this is normal As a baby that comes into the world And you try to put clothes on a baby And the baby kicks the clothes off Naked is normal to a baby Amen They came from earth From heaven They came into the womb They came out of the womb That whole time they've been naked As soon as they come out You want to wrap them up in something They don't want to be in that Trust me They kick it right off. So this is normal to Adam and Eve to be naked. Watch this. And the woman, which is Eve, said unto the serpent. Now, a serpent can't talk. Get that into your brain. A serpent cannot talk. So you know we're not dealing with a snake here. We're dealing with someone who has the tendencies of a snake. Who's slithery, slimy, no good. A no good individual here. Which is the devil. He knows Satan to be good. He knows how to be good. And he knows how to be evil. That's why one of his names is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We'll get into that too. Watch this. And the woman said unto the serpent. We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God have said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Now this word touch is interesting because the word touch here is naga. Naga in the Hebrew tongue. And it means to lie with, to become one, friction, even intercourse. So it ain't touch like you think. It's a different type of touch. It's naga. Watch this. Four. And the serpent said unto the woman, again, this is not a snake. This is Satan himself. This is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because he knows how to be good. He presents good to deceive you. A serpent would, then he bites you because he's evil. Amen. I want you to see that clear as day. The serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Now that's a lie. That's the first lie in the Bible. This is the first lie in the Bible. You shall not surely die. Because if we look right over to Genesis chapter 2, verse 16, what did God say? And the omnipotent, wonderful, omnipotent, grand Yahweh. We see, and the Lord, that's the polysynthetic, and it means there's more here than being said. So you have to describe God in such a way. And the Lord Yahweh, God, commanded the man talking to Adam, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that is Satan. That's one of his names. Thou shalt not eat, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. You will die. Period. Now how long is a day with the Lord? A thousand years. Okay? Now how long did God give us in the book of Genesis? After the flood. He said. My day shall not be with man. But for 120 years. That's how long you got. 120. On this earth in the flesh. Some people don't even get to that. Amen. Because of pollution. Because they don't follow the food laws of God. They don't follow the laws of God. So they don't make it to their 120. But. In that day. And that day to God is a thousand years. So Adam and Eve. Ne- neither of them lived over a thousand years. Amen. Mm. Watch this. Verse four, 5. For God doth know, the serpent still speaking, Satan himself, that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open. This word open is atash. And it means backbone. What's on your backbone? What's at the very top, your central nervous system? That's what Satan wants to get. He wants to get your mind. And ye shall be as God's knowing good and evil Yeah, just like him The knowledge of good and evil That's his tree Just like him Now this word opens atash But it brings about a closing In a sense And it brings about a closing to What's right to God What's right from God What's It takes away the innocence Of who they are And it opens their eyes to something way more destructive. Amen? Verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, as Satan would be. If you know anything about Tyrus, or Satan, or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, this is not a serpent. Trees can't talk. Remember that. But also, since trees can't talk, Satan's in his full form. They don't know who this man, they don't know who this idiot is When you come through the womb Adam and Eve were born God created them And when he created them He took away every piece of knowledge From the first earth age Just as a baby comes through the womb And washes away All the knowledge from the first earth age And you start anew And you start anew Let's continue here And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, she's examining Satan and who he is. She's examining how he looks. Self-gratification going on here. And that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired. Listen, desired? Desired? Let's get one thing clear here. When it says a tree to be desired... He's saying that, God's saying to you that Satan came to her, just as they are, naked. A tree to be desired. Desirable. That's what desirable means, desired. If a man and a woman look at each other, and they have desire in their heart towards each other, they're going to be what? Looking at each other in lust. Amen? That's exactly what's going on here. I want you to get this and understand this. Six again. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, there's no food, bad food, no food. And that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. Now, when does food make you wise? If it's food, if it's an apple, when does food make you wise? I eat lots of apples. I drink lots of apple juice and I ain't getting no wiser. Okay. And that's just the truth of the matter. God brings wisdom. Amen. Amen. And Satan also brings wisdom. (laughs) She took of the fruit thereof. What did Christ say in the book of Matthew? He says, you will know them by their fruit, by what they put out, by what, by how they speak, by how they carry themselves their fruit. That's how you can determine if someone's a snake or not, or a rat or not, or fake or phony, by their fruit. What they got growing on them. Amen? Mm -hmm. And did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. A lot of self gratification going on here. So they both partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which God said in chapter 2, verse 16, do not take of this tree but in the day that you do you will surely die period you will surely die hold your place right here do not move at all don't move it all. i'm gonna go somewhere i'm gonna show you something now adam only lived to be 930 years old then he died he never reached a full day As God said, he never reached the full day. And I want you to see that. He never reached the full day. Where do you find that information? Right here in Genesis chapter 5, verse 5. He never reached the full day. Never at all. Back to Genesis 3, verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord Yahweh God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord Yahweh God amongst the trees of the garden, trying to mingle in. Why does God call them trees? I'm going to show you why in a second. Now, they're trying to mingle in. Why are they afraid all of a sudden? Why are they running from God? All of a sudden, they want to run. They want to hide. All of a sudden. Why? Because of what they've done They didn't When they were naked But all out They didn't know They was doing wrong Amen, Amen. They had no clue They was doing wrong Because they wasn't doing anything But as soon as they partook Of Satan The devil The tree of the knowledge Of good and evil When God said not to partake of They knew they were wrong They knew they were naked Because they knew Evil And good I want you to see that evil and good and they chose the evil. They chose the evil. It's like most of us do. We choose the sin over the good most of the time. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Amen. So why is God referring to these people as trees and they're hiding themselves amongst the trees? Why are they referring to that? Let's see this. They're hiding for a reason because it committed a really big sin. Hold your place right here. And let's go to Isaiah 61, verse 3, real quick. Isaiah 61, 3. I want to show you something. God uses a lot of symbology. It's the easiest way to teach. It is the easiest way to teach. We have Isaiah 61, verse 3. If you haven't said glory to God, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord Yahweh, that he might be glorified. That he might be glorified. Nothing's changed. When God sent the sixth day creation and the eighth day creation down and he told them, don't mess with the tree of the knowledge of and evil. Don't touch the tree of life. He told both of these races this, all races, the sixth day creation and the eighth day creation. He just shown you through the eighth day creation because this is who Jesus Christ would come through. Eth ha'adam, with the particle and the article, amen? Yeah. Now, trees of righteousness he calls us because when he put us here, none of us was corrupted until Satan got to us, amen? Yeah. Not one of us. Not one of these people in this garden was corrupted until Satan got to them. Therefore, they were called trees of righteousness. Therefore, they would take their sinful selves, Adam and Eve, and hide amongst the trees trying to mingle in. But you can't hide from God. Amen? Let's go back to Genesis chapter 3 9. And the Lord Yahweh, the magnificent, omnipotent, wonderful Lord Yahweh, God, called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, "I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself." Now hold it. What do you mean you were naked? You didn't even know you were naked. You thought your skin was clothing. You didn't even know you were naked. You didn't know you were all out. Eleven. And he said, "Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat?" God knows right off the bat. He says, did you eat of the tree that I told you not to eat of? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Did you sin and become selfish? Pretty much. It's a question, right? Every time we sin, we become selfish. Because we know what God wants. But we choose to do the opposite, amen? amen. That's probably. Twelve. And the man said... The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree. And I did it. He's telling the truth. He's telling the absolute truth. But as the man, what are you supposed to do? As a man? If you got a wife, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to say, hey, I'm going to get some fruit so we can have some dinner. Have a fruit salad. And when I get back, I don't want you talking to any strange tree. Anything strange. And God said, stay away from that. I'm like, kept reminding. Because God told Adam in the beginning before he even created Eve he said she's of you she's from you she's from your DNA she's weaker than you that's why Satan went to her mentally they're weaker amen not in every case though some women are stronger than men mentally but in this case yeah definitely And then she became stronger. I want you to see something too. She became way stronger than Adam when she partook of the tree first, when she had Naga friction laid with Satan, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because that's what happened. I'm going to document that. And then she said, with all her knowledge of good and evil, said, here, she persuaded him too. She became more powerful than him, just like that. So who was wearing the pants? Both of them. Okay? <laughs> Both of them. Because they knew they were They put some clothes on. They knew they sinned. Put a big leaf on. Here we go. 12. And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the magnificent, omnipotent, wonderful Lord Yahweh God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? Question. And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Now, the word beguile in the Greek is expatio, and it means wholly seduced. Now, if you don't know the definition of seduced, something's wrong. Satan slipped through a mickey, basically. He slipped through a mickey, and it wasn't in the form of an apple. It was in the form of who he is, how he looks. But she was really taken by who he is. Hold your place here. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 11.2. I'm going to start with two. I'm going to explain to you what verse one is saying in the Greek, actually. Paul speaking here. I'm going to start with one. If you have a say glory to God. Would to God ye could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. You know what this is actually saying in the Greek tongue from the manuscripts? What it's saying is, I want to talk seriously with you, and so I need you to bear with me. Because what I'm about to say to you, you may not understand, but I'm going to make you understand. Verse 2 For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy For I have espoused you to one husband Your husband is Jesus Christ Amen That I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ I don't want you Being all messed up because Of Satan I want to present you as a chaste virgin to Christ I don't want you in the bed with Satan Like Eve was Watch this but I fear, my biggest fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. So your minds should be corrupt from the simplicity that is in Christ Jesus. The serpent, we're speaking of the devil. We're speaking of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We're not speaking of a serpent. A serpent can't beguile anyone but a rabbit. Literally. Literally. We're speaking of Satan The word beguiled right here As the serpent beguiled Eve Expatio in the Greek Holy seduced Holy seduced In the Greek I want you to see that I think it's important God thinks it's important I know it's important Watch this Verse 14, back in Genesis 3. If you have said glory to God. And the omnipotent, wonderful, great Yahweh, God said unto the serpent. He's speaking to a serpent. Do you think God is dumb? God's not dumb. God's not speaking to a serpent. He's talking to the devil himself. Again. The word seed is The omnipotent, wonderful Yahweh God said unto the serpent, the devil, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Now, we know serpents travel on their belly, right? So, he's not talking to a serpent. That's common sense. Duh. He's speaking, this is a state of degradation, meaning Satan, you can never rise up, you can never have forgiveness for what you've done here in the garden. You're always going to be low. Period. You're going to die, basically. Watch this. I will put enmity. This word enmity is a fancy word for strife, and it means I'm going to split, I'm going to put a line between... Your seed, between thee and the woman, and between thy seed, sperma. So a serpent could get Eve pregnant? No, I don't think so. Use wisdom. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed, sperma, and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. This is the first prophecy in the Bible. Guys, it's a lot here. What God's saying here, what Yahweh's saying here is this He's saying, That seed you try to inject in Eve to get the seed line of Jesus Christ that he will come through? Because you're smart. You know where he's going to come through Satan. You're not dumb. We're not speaking on someone who's an idiot. Satan's very wise. Extremely wise. He's wiser than Daniel. He's wiser than Solomon. He's wiser than everybody else except God and Christ. Literally. Literally. So you gotta understand He knows God's plan He knows that He's gonna use F Ha'adam With the particle And the article To bring forth Jesus Christ So he didn't attack The sixth day He attacked the eighth day creation Through whom Jesus Christ Would come Period And he did God says I got you I'm gonna split that seed In half I'm going to split it Watch this And I will put enmity Strife Always gonna be Beef between Good and evil. Because they are evil. There's always going to be beef between those who serve me and those who don't serve me. There's always going to be beef between God, Jesus Christ, Satan, and his workers. Always. There's always going to be beef between the elect and Satan's elect. And the fallen angels. Constantly. Always. Why do you think there's Evil in the world? Why do you think there's beef in the world? Why do you think there's G.I. Joe and Cobra? Why do you think there's all the bots and the Come on. Why do you think there's Avengers and the other people, right? Come on. You gotta understand. You gotta get it. And I want you to see that. Let's finish this verse up here. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head. When will Satan get his head bruised? He will get his head bruised in his final generation when God's very elect is delivered up before the synagogue of Satan? and the Holy Spirit speaks through them. It's going to bruise the head of the serpent. Another place in the book of Daniel, God calls his children Chittim, ships of Chittim. And Chittim and the Hebrew tongue means the bruisers. We will bruise the head of the serpent constantly. Here's the other part of this prophecy. And thou shalt bruise his heel. Who's his? His speaking of Jesus Christ. The seed that will come Adam and Eve, from Adam and Eve. Glory to God. And his heel was bruised on the cross. That was already fulfilled. They yeah, up really got one part left. And that's the time of the Antichrist. One part left. Glory to God. Glory to God. I want you to see that. There's no denying that. There's no saying, mm, I can't believe what I'm hearing here. Serpent seed? Yes, yeah, a serpent seed. Either you're going to call God, or you can call me a liar if you want to. Either you're going to call God a liar, Christ a liar, the word of God a liar, then you're blaspheming, or you're going to listen and grow. Amen? And know this truth. And if you can hear this truth, you can hear God's voice. 16. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception, and sorrow shall be and thy conception in sorrow, thou shalt bring forth children and thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. So what was supposed to happen was when women were supposed to give birth it was supposed to be a smooth transition. Very smooth. But because of how strenuous birth giving is. Labor and everything. It was not supposed to be that way. Those pains are reminders of what happened here. It's a reminder of what happened here. It's like the rainbow. God saying I'll never flood the earth again. When a woman gives birth, it's going to be painful. Okay? In some cases, can, women can almost die. That's how strenuous it is. He's saying, remember that. Because it wasn't supposed to be this way. And then, your husband's going to rule over you. Your desire will be to him. And unto Adam he said... Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee. Now, did anyone see an apple anywhere? Or a pear or a plum or anything? It's not there. It's not there. So you can take that out your head, unscrew your brain, okay? Take that whole apple out, throw it in a wastebasket, screw your brain back in with this knowledge. Do that. 17 again. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. And sorrow shall thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face thou eat bread till thou return into the ground for out of it was thou taken organic matter just dust for dust thou art and unto dust thou shalt return now what God's saying here is this you're going to have to work so hard just to get ahead in life and is that not the way it is in life everyone's not born with a silver spoon but the people who are born with a silver spoon their parents that brought the silver spoon They didn't always have a silver spoon. They had to earn that silver spoon. Amen? So, life is tough working, trying to get somewhere in life for a man. It just seems like it's never enough. He says, you're going to remember that. But thank God for Jesus Christ. Amen? Because he makes things easier in life. Glory to God. And Adam called his wife named Eve because she was the mother of all living. Now, let's straighten some things out here. You got a lot of churches and a lot of people who teach that, that one blood, man, one blood stuff. That ain't how it is. It ain't all one blood. When Adam called his wife Eve, which means the mother of all living, meaning because Jesus Christ comes through Eve, that seed line from generation to generation, from umbilical cord to umbilical cord, all the way up to Mary and the birth of Jesus Christ. Tribe of Judah and the tribe of Levi. Only God can do that. That's amazing. Now, because she's called the mother of living, if you're not in Christ, you're not living. Period. If you're not in, if you're not in the true Christ, if you don't know the true Christ, if you don't understand the true Christ, if you're in some church that that don't teach Christ, that don't teach truth, that don't teach this truth, you're not really living. You're just here. 21. And Adam, unto Adam also, and to his wife did the Lord Yahweh make coats of skin and clothe them. This is the first sacrifice. God had to do a sacrifice to forgive them of their sins that they just committed. 22. And the omnipotent, wonderful Yahweh, God said behold, the man has become as one of us. Now I wonder who he's talking to the angels Christ to know good and evil and now lest he put forth his hand and take of the tree of life and eat now this is definitely not Naga this is literally to eat and to live forever because the tree of life was in the garden of Eden so therefore if they partook of the fruit of the tree of life which is Jesus Christ which is symbolic of Jesus Christ guess what they would have lived forever They would have had salvation God said look That ain't the way that's going You're not getting eternal life that way You have to earn it I'm making laws I'm making rules Moses is coming I'm giving him the Ten Commandments You're going to learn this Right you saying you're going to learn this So Let me explain something to you about The tree of life here Hold your place here Because I want you to see That we're speaking of The actual tree of life That will be in heaven In the next earth age Revelation 22 Verse 1. Have you absolute glory to God? And he showed me, this is after Satan's destroyed and liquefied. This is after the millennium. God is here de facto. New Jerusalem is here on earth in the third earth age. Praise God. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river there was the tree of life which bear twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. The healing of the nations. Now you gotta understand something here. You understand one thing, the healing of the nations. Why why do the nations need healing? All these people followed Satan when he got let loose for a short season. Those are going to be some of your uncles, your aunts, your cousins, your good friends, people you know. This right here, this fruit that you're receiving here from God, it helps us not to remember them. It helps us not to mourn over them. There's no mourning in the next earth age. Screw all that. There's none of that. Watch this three. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servant shall serve him. And they shall see his face and his name shall be in their forest in their minds. Let's skip all the way down to verse 14. Verse 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates of the city, New Jerusalem. For without our dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idlers and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Whoever works with the devil is in the lake of fire. And that's where the lake of fire will be. On the other side. On the outside of the city. Not on the inside. Period. Praise. I like to cover every base. Let's go with verse 23 back in Genesis 3. Therefore the Lord Yahweh God sent him forth From the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. To try to make a living for himself. God's watching them. God has a purpose for Adam and Eve. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubs and a flaming sword. Which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life so no one can approach and take of the fruit. Things are different now. Since Satan did what he did Things are different now God's ultimate plan Was for people to live on earth And to serve him Because he was going to live on earth with us Satan screwed that up The tree of life was on earth So what I'm trying to say to you What God is saying to you is this Is that as the tree of life will be in the next earth age And you can freely pluck from it All those Who worship Christ Who worship God Amen You can freely pluck of it you would have been able to freely pluck of it. in this earth age at the beginning of it. But Satan ruined that. So the tree of life gotta go back up. And he has to come down in the flesh now. Amen? Get it? Let's go right into chapter four here. We're talking about that serpent seed here. Let's get to the son of Satan, the first one. Let's get to that scumbag. Here we go. Chapter four, verse one, if you have a Adam knew Eve, his wife. This word knew here is to lay with. It's just like Naga. And Adam knew Eve, his wife. And she conceived. Now, I want you to see that. The word knew here is just like Naga. They laid together. They became one. Intercourse. And she conceived and bear came. And said... I have gotten a man from the Lord Yahweh. Ish it Yahweh. In the Hebrew tongue. Two. And she again bare. His brother Abel. Now hold on. The word again here. Means. Yashaf. And it's a continuance. It's a continuance. Meaning. Not even 10 seconds later. She started pushing again. They were twins. Cain and Abel were twins. They're brothers. They looked just alike. Abel meaning breath of life because he would not live long. He only lived to about 13. And she again bury Ashraf in the Hebrew tongue, his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. That would change, surely. <laughs> And in process of time, it came to pass that King brought... Now, they both came to maturity at the same time. They're definitely twins. Now, this seed was split. This happens all the time. Where a man, a woman is a little open. And a man and another man, two men at the same time, have relations with the same person within the same day. And both their seeds go... And they fertilize one egg. They fertilize one egg. And that fertilization of that one egg produces two kids with two different daddies. She got two baby daddies now instead of one. Two. Same thing that's happening here with Eve. One of her baby daddies is Satan. You should have chose wise, right? The other one... The other one is Adam. All right, let's get it. So now they're both coming to adulthood at the same time. Three. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord Yahweh. So they're both doing offerings now. We give an offering to God to give you the very best. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock, the very best. And of the fat thereof, and the Lord Yahweh had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. And Cain was very rough, and his countenance fell. His face got low. Very low. Okay? Why are you upset, Cain? Why are you sad, Cain? Why are you mad, Cain? Why are you jealous? Because what happens when you give the proper offering your best to God? God's going to bless that. He's going to bless that. Now, if they're at the same age, and they did it at the same time, and God's pleased with Abel's offering, God's blessing Abel. God's not pleased with Cain's offering, so God's not blessing Cain. And as any human being would be, they will be like... I did the same thing. You really didn't do the same thing. You're not serving him the way that someone else was serving him with being blessed of God. Amen? It's a difference. It's a huge difference. Five. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. And the Lord Yahweh and the magnificent, omnipotent, wonderful Yahweh said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? Why are you upset? And why is thy countenance fallen? Pick your face up. If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? Yeah, when you do well, you're going to be accepted by God. Who cares what anyone else says? Amen. Mm -hmm. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at thy door. It waits for you. This is God speaking. He's telling you when you don't do well, when you don't do right, when you don't act in righteousness, when you're full of guile, when you're fake, when you're fraud, when you're double-minded, when you're a hypocrite, a play actor, sin waits at the door for you. It sits right there and waits for you to leave And it jumps on you everywhere you go Only Christ can cleanse that Amen mm-hmm. And said Unto thee Shall be his desire And thou shalt rule over him and That's not good If sin's ruling over you And that's what you desire And Cain talked with Abel his brother and the manuscript it says Cain took Abel into the field and Cain talked with Abel his brother and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him with an axe to the back of the head that's pretty evil right this is your blood this is your brother that's pretty evil right all because you're jealous of what God's doing for this person your brother, it ain't the person, it's your brother. You want to kill them. Jealousy is something else, ain't it? It is something else. It really is. It, it can lead to death. It can lead to murder, straight up murder. And that's what it led to here. Now, this shows you exactly who Cain's daddy is. Because in the first earth age, Tyrus, what was his downfall, pride? Another word for pride, which is the worst pride, is self-introspection. Meaning he saw everything that God had. He wanted it. He desired it. So therefore he coveted it. And he tried to take it. He tried to take it. Through jealousy and envy. And in doing so, he turned a third of God's own children against God. How bad is that? Same situation here. The exact same situation. Satan didn't kill nobody. But his son did. See, Satan's not out for blood. He likes it. It's tasty. It's good for him. Put it on crackers. It's It's a snack bag. The problem with Satan is he's out for your soul, for your spirit. He knows he's dying. So he wants to destroy you too. Nine. And the omnipotent, wonderful, magnificent, glorious child they said unto Cain. Where is Abel thy brother? As if God didn't know already. And he said, I know not. Am I thy brother's keeper? A liar, just like his daddy. Said the first lie in Genesis chapter 3. And now this is the second lie in chapter 4. Back to back lies, right? Bunch of liars. Watch this. We're going to get into that too. Am I thy brother's keeper? Why would you talk to God in such a manner? And he's God speaking to him in the presence on earth. You got no respect. You have no fear. See, this is the problem. People who sin, people who are habitual sinners, they don't fear God. Cain does not fear God at all. Just like sinners who are habitual. And never repent; they don't fear God. Ten. And he said, "What hast thou done?" Question. The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Yeah, God hears it. His soul's already in heaven. His spirit's in heaven. It's already been told what you did. And now, art thou cursed from the earth? which have opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When it tellest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. Now, Abel, we know, was a sheep herder, a shepherd, as even Jesus Christ would be a shepherd, the shepherd, okay? As he has under-shepherds. Cain, he was a farmer. He tilled the ground. God's saying, this ain't gonna work for you no more. I'm taking it from you. So what does Cain have to do? He's gonna be a fugitive in the days of his life. He asked to basically, do you know that the word Kenite means builder of cities as well? They started this landlord thing, this project thing, thing. That's who they are. High rises and projects and hotels and all this other stuff. That's who they are. They're wicked. No one wants to live in the project, but if you do, that's your situation. Christ will bring you out. It's all good. Been there, done that. I ain't gonna get into the mark of the beast here. That's a whole subject for a whole another time. And I want you to clearly see here what Yahweh, God Almighty, wants you to see. That Cain and Abel were twins. And that enmity, Yahweh placed between those two seed lines, good and evil. To protect the seed line of Christ because Satan was trying to steal it to have Christ as his own child to control the throne. Talk about evil, right? But Yahweh put a stop to that because he's powerful, because he's great, because he's wonderful. Praise be to Yahweh and Yahshua. Amen. It even shows you the good in one child, which is whom Jesus Christ will come through, and the evil in the other. Cain. His daddy was Satan himself, like father, like son. Satan's evil, and so was Cain. That's very clear. And I pray you see that, because if you do see that, you're more than just a regular Christian. Let's go to John 8. This is the meat of everything. Christ spoke of this serpent seed. He spoke of it. Again, this is part one. He spoke of this serpent seed. And he spoke of it because Smyrna and Philadelphia, the good fig, which is Smyrna, Philadelphia means brotherly love. They taught who, what this serpent seed is. That's why you're hearing it today. John 8, verse 30, if you have a second. Morning, God. And it reads, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed continue in my word. He's being a little funny here though because he knows who's his and who's not his. Amen? Amen. He's messing with them. And ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. True statement. Truth sets us free in Jesus Christ. If Jesus sets you free, no one can take that from you, amen? They answered him, we be Abraham's seed and we're never in bondage to any man. Really. How sayest thou, he shall be made free. Question. Jesus answered them. Verily, truly I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. Whatever sin you commit, whatever sin you can't change. Whatever sin you will not repent for. Whatever sin, Folks, your vote. 35. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. You gotta be a son, you can't be a servant. You gotta be a child of God. A child inherits. A servant doesn't. They get a paycheck and they move on. A servant can be fired. Amen? 36. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Period. I know that ye are Abraham's seed. This is a joke. He's taunting them. But ye seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. My truth that holds no place lie or falsehood or deceit has no place in you. That's what he's saying here. Speaking directly to the serpent seed, Satan's own children who took the seat of Moses. They took the seat of Moses. We're getting that, into that in part two. Christ speaking, 38. I speak that which I have seen with my father. Uppercase F. He's speaking of God here. And ye do that which ye have seen with your father. Lowercase f. He's speaking of Satan, the devil, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Antichrist, Tyrus, whatever you want to call him. Slew Doesn't matter. Fool. 39. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, if ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. Period. You would. Isaac was obedient. Jacob was obedient. But now ye seek to kill me A man that told you the truth All I did was bring you the truth And you want to kill me You want to ruin me Which I have heard of God This did not Abraham Ye do the deeds of your father Lowercase f Then said they unto him We be not born of fornication We have one even God Jesus said unto them If God were your father Ye would love me Period facts. For I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my words. Here here we go here, right here. You're going to hit him with a spear, with the word of God, the sword. Ye are of your father the devil. Clear as day. He's speaking of this serpent seed here. And the lust of your father, ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. Duh. Let me see here. What does "beginning" mean? What does Genesis mean? That means in the beginning. Genesis means beginning. He's speaking of Genesis, not the first of things. That's Tyrus. That's Satan too. But we ain't talking about that. We talking about murder, murder. That's what we're speaking of. Forniants. And the Greek. 44 again. Ye are of your father the devil and the lust of your father ye would do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. He created that language. That's who Satan is. And right in Genesis chapter 3 where he lied to Eve saying, that's not true. Bang. In Genesis chapter 4, his own offspring did the same thing. Lie, lie, lie. I know not where my brother is. He killed him. You know exactly where he is. Like father, like son. And this is the offspring from generation to a middle court, all the way up to this serpent seed right here. And they're still alive today on this earth, controlling powerful positions powerful positions on earth watch this 45 and because I tell you the truth ye believe me not instead you want to kill me and defraud me which of you convinced me of sin and if I say the truth why do you not believe me he that is of God heareth God's words period facts Ye therefore hear them not because ye are not of God. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hath a devil? Do we not have the right to say that you are possessed? Mm. Let me tell you something. Christ didn't hold punches, neither will I. He never held punches. When it comes to speaking of this serpent seed, Kenites, Satan's own children, embrace this message. Christ speaks clearly to the Kenite sons, to the Kenite nation of Cain, Satan's own children. Let Yahweh speak to your spirit and be loved. If you can understand what I'm saying, what I'm reading to you from the very words of Jesus Christ in red, there's a great chance that you are more than just a Christian. That you have a destiny in the word of God. That you have a destiny in Christ. If these words are ringing true to you. If you got tears in your eyes right now. And you're saying to yourself. This is what I've been looking for. This is what I've been looking for. You may be. God's chosen. In this final generation. To glorify Yahweh. And Jesus Christ. Let's close this out. Daniel 11. In Daniel 11. We're speaking here of how the Antichrist will come in. How he will come in. But what's more important is who he's coming to. Who this fool's coming to. Okay? So Daniel 11, 20, if you have a signal. Oh energy. Speaking of this final generation here. So what we're speaking of. This is when this will happen. And it will happen very soon. Then Shall stand up in his estate. A raiser of taxes. And the glory of the kingdom. But within few days. He shall be destroyed. Neither in anger nor in battle. So we have here. This is called an interim. An interim. He's not taken out of the way. He's not beaten out of the way in anger or anything. He's here. But how is he here? When he comes in. He's going to heal the deadly wound. It's going to make everything right. Peacefully and prosperously. 22. And with an arms, and with the arms of a flood, flood of lies, Revelations 12, flood of lies, you'll read that there, shall they be overflowing from before him and shall be broken, yea, also the prince of the covenant. Let me ask you a question. What do we take every? four months, every Passover Pentecost Peace of Tabernacle and on Christmas. What do we partake of? The Holy Sacraments the blood, which is the blood of Christ the bread, which is the body of Christ. He's taking all that away and I want you to see that. He's taking all that away because he says, I am here. Jesus is here. The fake Christ is here. Not the real one though. Look at who he's coming to. And after The league made with him, he shall work deceitfully. That's nothing new. For he shall come up and shall bring strong and become strong with a people. This word small people here is goyim. And it means Kenites. It means Kenites. Look it up. He's coming to his own Children. They are going to accept him so fast. They're going to move and work with him so fast because they're going to believe that he is Jesus Christ. Listen. I'm going to read 24 again. He shall enter in peaceably even upon the fattest places of the providence. And he shall do that which his fathers have not done, nor his forefathers. He shall scatter among them the prey and spoil and riches, yea, And he shall forecast his devices against the strongholds, even for a time. Five months. Five months. So he's coming to the small people, which is the Goya, which is the Kenites. Another word for Kenites. And he's going to come in peacefully and prosperously. And he's going to bless everyone and give to everyone who will worship him. That's who Satan is. And I want you to see, that's who this fool is. And I want you to understand something that if you could understand what I'm saying to you today, you just might have a destiny. Think harder and get ready for part two next week. Remember to stand in the grace of God because that's where you God bless you all. I love you all. All glory and praise to the Father and the Son. Keep reading and stay in His grace. Amen. Were you moved by today's message? Download it now via our website for a donation of $10. Help us sow a seed of truth around the world. Donate any amount today. Thank you and God bless you.